Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Um, getting towards the end of the year here, Matthew. Uh, we can kick it off with the LSU Tigers and Jaden Daniels. Um, I'm sure at this point in the week, we're in like week two of um, everyone on LSU Twitter like calling for Jaden Daniels being the number one Heisman candidate and everybody else can go kick rocks basically. So this isn't going to yeah. be the first, this isn't going to be the, the first podcast you hear about this, but Jaden Daniels should be the Heisman winner at this point. Let's jump right into it, Matt. I mean, after this game against Georgia state, I don't even know, was it nine possessions and nine touchdowns or. Eight? I think it was eight possessions eight? and eight touchdowns. Yeah. And then what we did to Florida, too, the previous week. Here's my – well, which, there's a lot of topics going on here, obviously. But I don't understand how Missouri is ranked number nine and we're like 15 when we beat Missouri and they struggled to beat Florida. That was a close game during the yeah. during the week. But anyway, to really, you know kind of loop this back together, the way we beat Florida and the way we re- beat Georgia State, um, Jaden Daniels should be the Heisman winner. Yeah, no, no question about it. I mean, you know, everybody in the country is talking about three losses for LSU. It's like, look, Tim Tebow won the Heisman Trophy with three losses, with a loss to LSU as well, and he was the first sophomore to win it. Yeah, Robert Griffin the third won the Heisman Trophy with three losses, but that that doesn't matter. Jaden Daniels, he's not even like Brian Kelly said best in his press conference today. Jaden Daniels is is moving away from the pack, like yeah. he is. Outplaying Bo Nix, he's outplaying, you know, my, my Michael Penix Jr. I don't really think is. I kind of think he's out of the race now. Yeah, um, after last, I, week. I think, I think this race is between Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. Because look, yeah, even the only, even the only, even Marvin Harrison Jr. kind of fell off because he only why? had thirty yards. Yeah, yeah. So thirty yards, as, oh, and and I mean, the media is looking at that and saying. Oh, that is the greatest performing. Mean, just look, you know, look at that last name on his jersey, Ohio State. I mean, look at his his wide receiver coach Brian Hartline has has had all these great. I mean, we 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 gotta give the Heisman to Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, Malik's the best player in the league. I know he's Brian, the best wide I mean, receiver. If, if you 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 if you want to compare compare him to Brian Thomas Jr., Brian Thomas is basically you know better than Marvin Harrison. And look, yeah. I mean, I get it. Like Marvin Harrison may be a great athlete, but J- but Malik has the stats. Yeah, Malik is dominant after the catch. Yeah, but it, I got us off track. What were you saying about the the top two Heisman? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so it's what, what's going to happen is the only difference is uh you know Jaden has to ball out the rest of the year, and well you have to play. You're playing a good Texas A&M defense this weekend. They have a really, really good defense. You know, they they don't have a coach that, that doesn't matter. They're it's still competition, still the SEC. Um, the only difference is Bo Nix. Well, actually, Oregon's playing a big game too in the Civil War against Oregon State. Yeah, the, the last that's true. Yeah, last Civil War. So you know, I would be. I'm pulling for Oregon State. Because that that that's going to end Bo Nix's Heisman chances. The thing that would suck is if they win this game, they go to the Pac-12 championship, play Washington. They win that game, Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Doesn't matter how good Jaden's stats are, they're they're going to give it to 
Bo Nix, which is wrong. And, you know, I said this earlier. I tweeted this earlier. Jaden Daniels left the Pac-12, left a horrible Pac-12 team, came to the SEC and rebuilt his play. He's up for the Heisman. Bo Nix, you know, while he, you know, was a trash can at Auburn. Blue. That could throw a football. Yeah. And goes to Oregon. Look, Oregon's best school in the Pac-12. I mean, best school over the past decade. You can't argue against it. It's, it's Oregon. Um, He goes to Oregon, and he's a Heisman candidate. So, you know, I just – I would – I mean, I, I'm – now, I, I know that like DraftKings had uh, Jaden Daniels at minus 125. So, Jaden's in the lead. It's just that this week's really important. You got you to gotta win this game, and you have to hope that Oregon loses to Oregon State. Yeah. Or because they get that extra game, yeah, and or or lose to Washington too. Best yeah. best case scenarios, they lose Oregon State, still go to the Pac-12 because I think they're going to go to the Pac-12 championship whether or not they yeah. win. It's kind of like us in the SEC championship last year where we lost to A&M but we still got to go. So if they lose to Oregon State and then go to the championship game and lose to Washington, then I mean that's it. Like <laughs> Jaden has to win it then. But yeah, I mean the thing is, Oregon is the best team, like you just said. It's going to be tough for that to happen. Um, and yeah, hopefully, I mean we're going to get into the preview for A and M and their defense. But hopefully, Jaden Daniels can shred this weekend too. Three weeks in a row of like really the whole season has been ridiculous numbers, but three three weeks in a row of dominant offense would I think solidify it for him. Um, because he's he's been so good. We'll see though. I mean, I'm sure we'll do a recap of A and M. We can talk about it. We'll have a better idea after this weekend for sure. Um, before we get to A and M though, Whit we- where in the world is Whit Weeks, Matthew? What are we doing? Whit Weeks. Whit Weeks. So, um, so last time we recorded was for the Bama game, or was it Florida? I think, we I think it was after Alabama. After Alabama, before Florida. So you got two, you know, you, you pick up two wins against, you know, Florida. You know, it's you gave up a lot of points. Um, gave us some touchdowns. You get, you play Georgia State. You give up some yards. Give up some touchdowns. Um, defensively, you're just. I mean, it, you got to make a change this offseason. You you absolutely, and I, I'm going to get to the weeks in a, in a sec, but um, you just you have to make a change this offseason. And I think Brian Kelly understands that. You, you can't, you know. What's so crazy is you had the bet. I mean, this is one of the this is the best offense in college football in twenty twenty three. Is it the best offense in LSU history? I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I think yardage wise, you have, it has more. They have more yards, but um, you know, it's just you're. We're gonna look back at this like four years later and just go, holy crap, man. Yeah, we went from having. The best offense in 2023. And we had the worst defense in school history. Had we had maybe, you know, the 11th best, de- 11th best defense in school history, or, you know what I mean? Like, even if we had the, I mean, a subpar defense, we'd be in the championship game. I mean, dude, as long as you're in like the top, like, 25, yeah. good. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, you look like look at 2019, LSU's defense was not that good. LSU did not have a good defense to start the year. And what Dave Aranda did, he uh, fixed that, you know, he fixed, totally fixed that defense. Right. And they played better at the towards the end of the year. So, um, but one of those players to me that just is, I don't know why the hell he keeps coming out here, is Omar Spates, number one. That guy, so Omar Spates was like a first-team all-conference Pac-12 linebacker uh, at Oregon State. Um, came in the portal, and you know he the way he's played this year, I don't think he could he would fit in the Southland Conference. You know, just a he, he's not physical, doesn't you know he's just very very hesitant. The guy to me, the best linebacker on the roster, other than Harold Perkins, is Whit Weeks. Yep, and you know he he hasn't so. He didn't play. And this, he did not the, play a defense. The thing is, too, I should note is that's not an unpopular opinion. Like, this isn't some you know hot take that we have. It seems like all of Twitter is in agreement about this. You know what I mean? That's what's so crazy yeah. about it is like everybody agrees. Everybody sees what's going on. But anyway, continue. Sorry. But it's like, dude, you were three and hang. On, I'm gonna pull this up real fast. Just give me one sec. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like, no, no, no problem. Um, just to continue my point. Like, it's so weird when so many people have their finger on the pulse of the same. And sometimes it's it's a bad thing, you know. People gang up and have like bad opinions, bad football opinions. Um, if they're you know just not aware of the full scenario, but it's just crazy that everybody is kind of calling for this. I mean, it, it's like the, you get the same – it's like our defense has been so bad, but to yeah. me it's just personnel. It's like we're putting the same yep. group of no people No changes at all. That's a, uh, And I meant changes. to say that too. I meant to say that too in my rant, sorry. Uh, like everybody is in agreement that he should be in. There hasn't been any changes for the defense at right. all. Right, right. So, anyway. so Weeks has zero has – zero, uh, Lon Phillips, Sullivan tweeted this. He said, uh, Whit Weeks has zero snaps over the past three games. LSU's record with Whit Weeks as a starter is three and zero. When Weeks played more than forty snaps, LSU's defense held three to four teams under forty points, a rarity for this twenty twenty three defense. Only missing two tackles during the two hundred and forty five snaps, right up there with uh, Makai Wingo, Braden Swenson for tackling rate. Yeah. So Brian Kelly did address it today, and there's been a lot of speculation. What's going on, with Weeks? Um, Originally, you know, if you follow some of the message boards, the tiger droppings, everything, and I, I don't do that, but I just, I just sometimes I just like I, I glance at. <laughs> uh-huh. So supposedly the rumor was that he got in trouble with the law. He got in trouble, you know. I think like going to a casino with his like his brother's fake ID, and that was got, the story. You know, got popped, yeah. so he ended up getting. So you know, they I think they handled everything, so it's okay. Well, that's good. Well, it's been three games and he hasn't seen the field yet. The other night, they were tweeting out hashtag free forty. You know, a couple of players tweeting out hashtag free forty, free forty. His, his, his own brother, brother yeah, his brother, yeah, yeah. West week, so it's just like this guy makes a difference on the field. You know, when you put number one in, he doesn't do shit. When you put thirty three in, he plays real. He plays. He loves LSU. I mean, the guy, the guy loves you know to be in the purple and gold. Um. But the problem you're gonna have with have is if Whit Weeks doesn't play in three games, you know, he's missed three games. If he doesn't play a lot next week, 
I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself right here. No, no, but no, if you no problem. But so so well, let me let me say this. So Brian Kelly did say that uh, Whit Weeks had like a gash in his foot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to answer your question. You asked it a long time ago. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. So he, so Brian Kelly said he had like a nasty gash in his foot, and they said they wanted to play him against Georgia State, but they were afraid like one of the stitches would pop. Which I don't know if I would really believe that, because it's like okay, if he was hurt, then why was he not on the injury report for the past three weeks? Yeah, because I know Brian Kelly's talked about it, but it's like he, I would not have seen him on the injury report, and if he's not on the injury report, then he's healthy. If he's dressed out on the sidelines, dressed ready to go, but he's just standing there, it's like, well, what what the hell's going on here? Yeah, I wonder if it was. That's that is crazy. What in the world? I didn't realize. Yeah, I hadn't put that together. That part where why hasn't he been on IR? That's yeah. yeah. I mean, and if, I mean, if you're gonna play him, then I mean, he's available. So why is he not in the game? And it's like we never really got like an explanation until today. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'll believe it, but I mean. I don't know. It's if, if if his teammates are saying that, like you know, if his teammates are calling for him to play, then obviously he's ready to go. Yeah. So just, I mean, I don't know. It does. It doesn't really make any sense why he's on the uh, why he's not playing. Another player, uh, I would talk. I wanted to talk about who hasn't really seen that many reps this year is um. I'm gonna pull it up real fast. Okay. So another player that hasn't played is six six. 265 Quincy Wiggins uh your you know number 93 defensive end I mean that guy's been on the bench for the past two years I get it as a freshman he didn't play but as a sophomore he's still in the same spot yeah he's not getting any playing time at all and it's like why not just look I'm not saying that you need to start him I'm not saying just give him 10 just get, like give at him this a try point, you can't try something you cannot do anything you can't do you can't get any worse on defense you cannot get any worse yeah it, but it's just like you know and then he makes tackles least, anytime least, he's on the field. It's not even like yeah. It's not even like tra- trying to play him for a couple of plays would be a huge risk. You know what I mean? Just put it's, him. Just put him in. Yeah. If, if you want to develop them, put him in like ten plays. Exactly. Put him in like just ten. Just give him ten plays. Give him five plays. I don't know. Yeah. One play. <laughs> on I mean, the but goal if, line. If, if they're sitting on the bench for two years, they're gonna transfer out, whether they're Louisiana guys or not. They're gonna leave. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there, there's some guys that you know stay and understand, but then there's some guys who are like, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to play. Yeah, and you know, my concern with Weeks is it's like Alabama's looking at it and saying, wait a second, you know, why is he not playing? Wait, there's no, you have no reason for him. Oh, fuck, let's go get him. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, I mean, grew up grew up as a Georgia fan. Kirby could just call him and say, hey, you want to play for a night? You want to run a ring? Come to Georgia. Yeah, dude. Seriously, and even like Texas and Oklahoma now that they're back in the SEC. There's going to be a lot of recruiting competition for sure, and guys that know Dude, how to use the transfer portal. All, all guys say is just buckle up for the next 13 days. And uh, the Duke head coach Mike Elko talked about it. He he is. I saw a tweet today. Mike Elko said um, he sent a warning to college football world regarding the transfer portal. We're probably about 13 days away from complete anarchy in the Wild West. It's literally open free agency for all of college football. I don't know that anyone is immune to what is going on on the transfer portal. It is just, it's just what it is. And you've got to put together a strategy to retain your players and NIL is a big part of it. Yeah, it's true. And especially now that the players are kind of getting more privy and like are being more smart about how to use the portal and when to go. 
That's yeah. true. Like we've had a couple of years of this now, so the more you have it, the more experience players are going to have doing it. So yeah, and you know, it's like it's like you know, maybe may, maybe the reason why I mean, look, I mean, offense, you, you haven't really changed your personnel at all. Like you go on the same personnel, you go on, you know, you have like you have some five star receivers like Sheldon Sampson, you have uh, Jalen Brown, a five star. It's like these guys aren't playing. Well, they don't have to play. You know why? Because you got two first round wide receivers in front of them. Yeah. Just feed them the ball. Yeah. And you know, you're not making any but defensively, it's like you need to play everybody on defense. Yeah. You, you have to play everybody on defense. You can't just go with the same lineup. I mean, me, that's it's called making adjustments. And look, I, I mean I, I think the end is near for Matt House. And look, I'm not I'm not celebrating oh, he should be fired and everything, but it's w- you cannot have this defense. You, you you can't have him back on staff. You just can't. Yeah. You can't have mm-hmm. him back on staff. You probably can't have any other coach on your staff back either. From the defense. On your defense staff. Yeah. On defense yeah, yeah. staff. Like, right. I, I just think that you got to clear it. You got to clean mean, out we, the entire. Building. Do we even have a real defensive line coach? Like, did that ever, you know what I mean? Like, where did that go? Yeah. So, Brian, so. We did hire a defensive line coach to start the season, uh, Jimmy Lindsey. But but I was just, but before that, I think the downfall started for our defense uh, was uh, like March of last year. So our original defensive line coach was uh, Jamar Kane. So Jamar Kane coached with, coached with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, uh, followed him to USC, and then just bolted USC without ever coaching a game to join Brian Kelly's staff at LSU. Jamar Cain was is was probably one of the best defensive line coaches in America. Strong recruiter, Greg. I mean, look, he got out. He got a lot out of Makai Wingo last year. Makai Wingo was like a backup, and he was he finished as a second team All American. Yeah, you know, he got there was energy in that defensive line room. You had a lot of recruits coming in. You had a lot of edge rushers. I mean, and then out of nowhere, he just goes to the Broncos to be to become their assistant defensive line coach. And I think that's when. Uh, the dominoes started to fall because look, I mean, you know, Matt House wasn't. I mean, I don't know. I I think the I think what happened was Matt House and Jamar Kane did not agree with each other. Yeah, I think, and uh, I know, like, I listened to another interview with uh, Matt Muscona. He had Pete Jenkins on, and Pete Jenkins was talking about the hiring the new guy because he had worked with the new guy Jimmy Lindsay at one point. He said him and Kane never got along. Dang. And I'm just like, oh, well, I don't know. That just, yeah. I really have no, re- no, no, no idea why he left, but I think that was the first domino that fell for us. Because you had like a guy that was rated as like one of the top like defensive line coaches in the country in Jamar Kane. And then you went and hired Jimmy Lindsay, who it was kind of a downfall. You know, wasn't really a big hire. I mean, South Carolina probably got a little bit better. I mean, I don't know about that, but. I think it was yeah. I don't know, and then him he got and then him getting sick, you know, didn't really help. I mean, that's just that just happened, right? You yeah, know, it's just tragic. Life. Yeah, tragic. So you know, that going on, having a new D line coach. Now you have to make a position change. You they made John Jancic, who was a special teams coordinator, to defensive line coach. So you worked all this time with Jim, uh, Jimmy Lindsay. Now you're working with a new defensive line coach, and your defense. And then I don't know. It's just, I mean, it, I, I didn't expect our defense to be good coming in this season. 
But I'm so surprised our front seven just hasn't played good. And I think it has to do with that move right there. Yeah. It's tough to have consistency when you have different coaches like that. And then dealing with a coach that you've worked with being sick like that, you know, it's mental strain there too. So, so. Brian Kelly did say a couple, like, I think for the Florida press conference, he's, he came back. He's back on the, he's back just like kind of part time, but he's been recruiting and everything. So that's good. But like, I mean, like Jamar Kane was a great defensive line coach. I'd be scared to death if he like came back to the SEC and went to Alabama. Yeah. I mean, he's like one of the top, he was like one of the top recruiters in America. And for saving to get him, it'd be a big loss for us. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yep. Um, all righty. So let's let's see what else we have on the docket here, Matthew. Anything else for Florida? I think we pretty much Florida and Georgia State, we covered most of that. We need to fire yeah. Matt House. I mean, that's you know. Um you want to preview A and M next? Yeah. Early coaching changes. We haven't even talked about A and M firing Jimbo, so Oh yeah. And then Mississippi State firing their head coach as well. Zach Garnett. Um, yeah. Which kind of that was such an unfortunate situation too, just because it was uh Mike Leach died. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. couldn't do much about that. Um But you know but but I think the the problem with that was you know, Zach Garnett was not I don't I don't think Zach Garnett was ready. He was definitely not ready for that job. Um, and look, I mean, I know it was a tough situation, but at the same time, like you could have hired somebody, you could have made at least, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they knew that it, they weren't gonna be able to get a good coach. So they just gave Arnett the job. And I know a lot of people have been like asking like, well, Zach Arnett, you know, I mean, he's, he's on the market now. We should, LSU should go hire him. Yeah. He was a good no, defensive no, coach. You don't think? No, no. Mississippi State's defense was playing horrible all this year. Yeah. What's the point of going to get a coach that, I mean, there, there's just no point. Oh, he's been in the SEC. I don't give a shit about that. I, I would rather us hire a, a you know, honestly, I would rather us hire someone like Derek Mason, somebody like um, the Jordan, there was like Derek Mason would be a good uh, hire. The, the one coach that I'm like focusing on is the Missouri defensive coordinator, Blake Baker. He's on your hot list, on your big board. Oh, I got yeah, I got a big board. It's all <laughs> I made I made my own big board. Just yeah, I was, and we'll talk about but, uh, we'll we'll definitely cover like who we think are going to replace these guys. Maybe in a later episode, just so we can. Well, when it happens, and yeah. when it happens, we'll if it if it does happen, we'll talk about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like after the season, we can do the predicting. Of course, a lot of these coaches might be filled after this after this weekend because of uh, early signing. Like a lot of these teams well, want to get their coaches in quick so well probably yeah probably maybe two weeks probably after the maybe maybe after yeah so maybe next week we can do previews for those because more spots are gonna empty up open up after this weekend right what's crazy one thing and then we'll move to we'll preview texas a&m uh arkansas keeping sam Pittman is wild i thought he was gonna get fired like after week three or four like they have had a horrible, like, really gut-wrenching season. Some of their games were really close, and they just lost at the very end. And, yeah, for him to stay on, they've had a tough schedule too, but um, yeah, that's crazy that they're keeping him because I thought for sure he would be gone. But, you know, I like him. I think he's a good coach. 
he says all the right things normally. So well, when it, it's kind of like the Ed Ogeron experiment. They're like, hey, exactly. look, offensive line coach and recruiter. That's yeah. wild, and you know, big I mean, personality, and and it, it it worked for him at Ark. It actually worked for him at Arkansas early because he had two great coordinators. He had Kendall Bryles and he had uh, Barry Odom. Barry Odom's now the head coach at UNLV, and they're they're pretty good. I think they only have like two losses this season. Yeah. Uh, and then Kendall Bryles went to TCU, and you know TCU isn't that good this year. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think him losing those two coordinators uh was really really tough because it's just you know those guys were there from the start. I mean Barry Odom yeah. was the coach was the coach of Missouri, and you know Kendall Bryles, some of our Bryles. Uh, well, I don't know whether you think if he's a good guy or not, but still, I mean he's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean it, it was a big loss. For uh, yeah, for Arkansas, Arkansas. Uh, so I, thing, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what you where they go now. If they're if they're going to yeah. keep Pittman, I mean, you, you got to hire you, you got to hire two good coordinators. You have right. to, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I saw the other day, me and a friend of the show Warren Arsenault were talking about the quarterbacks that Joe Burrow faced. Are there's so many of them that are starting in the NFL right now, and even backups in the NFL from the year that he played those guys. And yeah. guess who the Arkansas quarterback was in 2019 when Joe Burrow played them for LSU? Guess who it was? 2019. KJ um, Jefferson. KJ Jefferson. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I Go was on. amazed. He got there. I think that might have been his sophomore season, too. Like. COVID just expanded his thing big time. Let's see. LSU versus Arkansas. KJ Jefferson, seven for four. It was KJ Jefferson? Yeah. I think mean, I knew I knew he played in twenty twenty one, but I was like, yeah. Oh, it was him. Damn. Twenty two. <laughs> so Rakeem, yeah, Rakeem Boyd Burks. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I uh Isn't that I, wild? I, I did, that's crazy. He's a true freshman. I did. Yeah. True freshman. So he's a true freshman. COVID year. And I guess was a sophomore. No, he's a true he like freshman. A true freshman. He was a true freshman yeah. in 2019. So the COVID year, he skipped. He was a sophomore, and he was a sophomore again. Oh yeah. He was a junior in 2021. Was wasn't he hurt? Wasn't he hurt at some point too? Maybe. I thought maybe he got. To stay like one of the seasons, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't. I don't. I, I've, I didn't even realize that. I mean, here it is. So 2020, he was a redshirt freshman. He was the backup to Felipe Franks in 2020. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. So yeah, so he redshirted his sophomore year basically after he already right. played one. Interesting. So anyway, um, yeah, all that we get so off topic. Uh, all that to say. I think we started with Jimbo, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that um, Arkansas is keeping Sam Pittman, and I guess he'll have to find himself a new quarterback, too, for the first time in four years. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and maybe that's that might be why Arkansas is keeping him, because they might have a good, you know, second. It just builds, you know, the recruiting and everything. If you can get, convince your guys to stay, so um, previewing A and M, 
you were saying before we started recording, this might be the best defense that LSU will face this year, other than probably Alabama, I would say, huh? Yeah, I thought uh, maybe Florida, maybe Florida State. Yeah. Which, speaking of Florida State, RIP uh, Jordan Travis. We didn't even talk about that, but that's just the most brutal. That's tough. Yeah, just tragic. Tough, There's nothing else you can say, and I don't. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on it. But anyway, best defense that we faced all year, Matthew. Might be a I test think so. for Jaden Daniels. Well, then, uh, well, I mean, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, A and M still is you know going to a bowl game. They just don't have Jimbo, which probably may be a good thing. But uh, they do have a pretty good linebacker, number forty-five, Edrin Cooper. He's a, a junior, six-three, two thirty, out of Covington, Louisiana. No so way. another guy that got away. Yeah. But I think I think that was I think that was an that was Ogeron's fault for kind of letting him get away. You know, the player fell under the radar, and you didn't you didn't capitalize and get him. Yeah, he has like seventy-five tackles, seven sacks, two forced fumbles. Um, I think he's like he's up for the Buckus Award this Dang. year. So, R.I.P. He's a pretty good player. Uh, shit, their best cornerback, Jacoby Matthews, number one, I think. He's from Louisiana. He wow. was coming to LSU, and then on signing day, called Frank Wilson, just crying, and like Frank's like, you know, what's wrong? He's like, Coach, I mean, I want to come to LSU. Frank's like, Okay, well, come on. He's like, No, I got to take the money. Oh wow, who said that? Yeah. That was from him. Like yeah, well, where did think, the, think that where did like, that, that story a, come from? I think I heard it on the Colada show or something. But it was oh. it was like two years ago. Oh, I got so you. Jacoby that's Matthews. That's crazy. That's a wild story. Yeah, like, so Jacoby Matthews was like one of the top like defensive backs in the nation. He was like the best corner in the state, and he chose a. He was going to LSU, and then he chose A and M. Yeah, because A and M gave him money and that oil money, baby. You know, that's how that oil money. <laughs> yeah, he was that's a part, how Jimbo he was a part of that, is no that, longer coaching there. He was a part of that class that, you know, the A&M cheated to get every player. And, you know, Jimbo's going to deny it and probably still denies it today that they, they didn't cheat. But, I mean, I, I don't care. Like, yeah. it's Texas money. It's oil. Like, speaking of Texas, uh, just speaking of that, and this is just about Texas A&M in general, Jimbo did all that fussing, all that whining and moaning about Nick Saban and he's God and you don't know what he how he actually runs his – program it's corrupt all all of that whining to go like eight and four and then they've won four games this year i think and no 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 to go four and eight yeah four and five eight. and seven right the year before he said that he said, but now they're seven and four right now yeah seven and four probably gonna be i guess seven and five after this week but well it could, could be eight and four who knows <laughs> yeah i'm just saying I mean, look i mean i get i'm, I get I'm just saying never mind the all of that that he was whining and moaning just to get his behind fired. Like, dude, what was the point of all that? Anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um No, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I was talking about Fuck, I forgot. The defense. Yeah. So they yeah, they got a couple Louisiana guys. I know they're uh, one of their running backs, Le'Veon Moss. I think he's number not sure what number he is. Fuck. Uh, Le'Veon Moss. He's not their top running back. Number eight. Oh. Uh, he's from he's from Baton Rouge. He's one guy that got away. Dang. Thank you, Ogeron, for letting him go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he got you know. So he's at A and M. 
I know Mac. I think Max Johnson's out for the rest of the year. That is, yeah. I don't think, yeah. yeah. So uh, the quarterback, I'm not. Jalen Henderson is who started for against Abilene Christian. I yeah. don't know. I haven't even heard that guy's name before. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, first time I heard about yeah, him I was, too. I was certain. I haven't. Like I was expecting a Max Johnson revenge game against LSU, but that that fell off the radar. So. Well, he never got to play. He never got to play against LSU. Yeah. Because he was hurt. I think he was hurt last year. But um, this is. I mean, look, everyone. You could talk about all. You know, just overlook. No. We overlook A&M. No, you can't do that this year. You did that last year, and you lost out a chance to go to the national. You lost out a chance to to maybe make some noise in the playoff because you looked ahead and looked at Georgia. Um, I kind of think I think this this needs to be a huge game for LSU. This is, you know, you could talk about maybe padding up the stats against A&M, but I mean that's what A&M's expecting. All they're doing is padding up the stats. You got to play a good game. Yeah. And I mean, I, look, I get it. A and M doesn't have Jimbo, but you you don't know what you're getting out there. You have no idea. They it's might be better without. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moose Muhammad is also another fun name. There, that's their star wide receiver, Moose, Moose Muhammad, and Jade Walker. They're he only has two hundred sixty-three yards. Bird. Who? Moose Muhammad. Moose. He only has two sixty-three. He's He's sixth. Oh, I thought he was yeah. the, one of the top. Uh, I keep hearing his name. Maybe I'm, maybe I just hear it because it's a cool name. That's probably why I hear that name a lot. He was their yeah, leading receiver. He was their leading receiver uh, against Abilene Christian. So, oh well, that's Abilene Christian. You don't know what you're getting. Uh, the leading receiver is Alani Smith. He's 45 receptions, 736 yards, two gotcha. touchdowns. Go. Evan Stewart, number one. That's that's their top receiver, I think. Uh, 38 receptions, 514, four TDs. Look out, um, look out for those guys and also Moose. <laughs> so, yeah, Moose. Yeah. That's, that's a great name. I think that's – I want to say I think that's uh, – I think his dad like played like wide receiver for the Panthers. Yeah. That is that is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's Moose Muhammad the third, so – Another, you remember at the beginning of the season we were saying, "Holy smokes, it's Joe Horn's son." A lot of kids playing in college now that their dads were NFL players. Um, yeah, for this game, I think this is one where you tell the team our star quarterback is about to go win the Heisman. Let's all play for him. You know, we yeah. didn't, we can't make a championship game. We're gonna make a bowl game. Let's play for the Heisman winner, and. Defense, please figure something out for the love of God. That's probably what Brian Kelly is preaching to the defense right now. Matt House, for the love of God, please uh, find something for Jaden Daniels to work with. Um, yeah, and so but you, but you know, but what I've noticed about our defense. Sorry to interrupt you, but what I've no, noticed no, about our defense this year is that like anytime we've like we've given up a touchdown, I know on offense. We're gonna fucking score, right? And then exactly. I, I, it's like after after they after Georgia State scored, I said, "Okay, Jaden's gonna play really hard today. He's about to do a lot of shit today, which is crazy." It's crazy it, because, like, in past years LSU, if the opponent scored two touchdowns, game over. See you later. Like we're done. <laughs> that was the whole game. You know what I mean? If they scored three yeah. touchdowns on you, then they ended the game at the third quarter because we just couldn't, you know, get anything going on offense. Couldn't, but yeah. Could, couldn't get any, yeah nothing I mean yeah. nothing 
And I mean, and they kept us back, like, and it's like now it's the complete opposite. Like our offense, like our offense can score, you know, six or seven touchdowns against SEC opponents. So, yeah, maybe not yeah. Six, I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I know I know for a fact, like if you I know I, I I'm I'm a I'm accused of this too, but uh, you know, it's like we talk we've seen all season. And I go into some of the games. Where are the fans at, man? Yeah. I mean, I think I think this oh, look, I, I get the game's eleven o'clock. It sucks. Who gives a shit? Pack the stadium. Final yeah. game of the year. It's gonna be the last time you see Jaden Downs at Tiger Stadium. I mean, just just pack it. He's gonna put on a show. Yeah. You know, like the you know, the reception Joe Burrow got in twenty nineteen. I get it. I was an undefeated team. You know, and same thing could happen for Jaden Daniels. Let's let's support let's get behind Jaden Daniels. And say, hey, look, you know, I mean, look, I get it. There's going to be Michigan and Ohio State going on, but I mean, just have a good game, have a great game, and yeah. you know, stay, stay for the entire game. Don't leave early. And yeah, that's, I think that's, that's just, the just, worst is people leaving early. It's way worse. Like, what you were already there. Why do you want to leave? And I think one I mean, you, one person brought up the traffic, which was like I'd never even thought of it. I just thought people were leaving the games because they get bored, but. I realized, oh, yeah. they're trying to beat the traffic, which makes sense. This is on Baton Rouge, I mean, also. But, it it, it doesn't matter there. what time you leave. Yeah, it doesn't matter what time you leave, though. You're still gonna get stuck in traffic That's regardless. True. That's absolutely you, right. I mean, it, I mean, if if you don't want to get stuck in traffic, then don't go to the game. But if shit, if yeah. you got tickets, and look, I mean, I, I I missed the past two games. I had stuff going on, and I couldn't go. Oh, so, well, you're I not mean, a true fan. I'm just joking. Look, I yeah, that was. But uh, I'm I'm going but, to the A&M game, and but I'm staying for the whole game. I was just about to say, that's the thing. Any game that you and I go to, even, hell, Utah State, we were, like, there 30 minutes after the game when we when we won that year. So it's like, if you're already there, why would you – you already paid the money. You already spent the money, and why would you Take advantage of it. After, Take advantage. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, shit, I mean, well – that's why I'm. That's why I'm constantly like saying like we should have a light show in the stadium. I don't, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if, <laughs> if 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 people are worried about seizures and stuff, why does everybody else in the country still do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were like, I mean, if it was like a, if it was like an Astroworld concert, people were dying. Okay, like we won't do it, but like it's just lights. All right. Yeah, yeah. We. But, I don't he, think we've had that because you asked that question in the group text the other day. And that's such a good question, the debate of, like, whether LSU should go with the LEDs. Because we're, we're one of the last big stadiums that doesn't have it. So we can – I mean, I'll – Go ahead. I was going to say, we can have that conversation on another pod if you want to. But it's a good yeah. it's a good conversation to have because we're kind of – it's like, do you stay with tradition or are you behind the times, you know? We're behind the times because you have, you have all these other – older people saying like well we didn't do that in my day i'm like get the fuck out of the room get yeah. out of the room your time's done yeah but um yeah i mean t- it has to be tire stadium has to be packed on yeah, saturday absolutely it sucks. i mean off. it's ridiculous that it's at 11 yeah that's ridiculous yeah like what are we doing guys i almost wonder um, if it's like i don't know i don't know it's ridiculous I mean, you could switch this. I mean, the South Carolina Clemson game is going to be played at seven, the seven thirty time slots. Like, well, why not have that game? Yeah. Why not switch those two time slots? Yeah, no one cares about Cal- Carolina and Clemson. I mean, shit. 
Clemson's just yeah. going to rush the field if they beat a four and six South Carolina team anyway. Right. But so uh, many more, so many more people are going to be watching. Like on a national level, everybody wants to watch the Heisman. Why wouldn't yeah. they? Like who? People in North and South Carolina are going to watch the Clemson game. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, the no, people no, that no one really cares. Yeah, especially Clemson's not a power in college football anymore. Yeah, South Carolina sucks. Yeah, I mean LSU. Look. LSU still has a chance to go to a really, really good bowl game this year. Yeah. A&M is going to go to a bowl game. That's all they're playing for at this point. And they're also playing to uh, spoil Jaden's Heisman campaign. Exactly. Which, let, let, me, let, me, let me just say this. I said this after the Alabama game. I told you that Jaden's Heisman campaign was over. And I want to apologize to Jaden Daniels <laughs> yeah, yeah. for mentioning that. And But look what happened in the past two weeks. 13 touchdown passes. I mean, thirteen touchdown total touchdowns in two two games. Yeah, just crazy, man, crazy. But yeah, yeah the... Jaden, I'm sorry, love you, brother. <laughs> One thing I forgot to uh, even say earlier, and when we were talking about Bo Nix versus Jaden Daniels, uh, Bo Nix and his running back combined are not even. Like, as far as yards and touchdowns, so Bo Nix has 3,500 passing yards and 35 passing touchdowns. Jaden Daniels has 3,577 passing yards and 36 touchdowns. And Bo Nix has to basically combine his running back to equal one Jaden Daniels. So Yeah. The the only reason Bo, and what pisses me off, is Bo's going to get it if he wins these next two games. Yeah, I mean it's a lock. I mean Jaden Daniels could have better stats than he does, but it's still going to go to Bo Nix because hey, it's like they're a better team. That's what the country thinks. It's 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 ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the, the the trash can literally went to a lower conference and is going <laughs> to win the Heisman over a guy who went to a more superior conference. And that, I mean that's another conversation we could have, but I don't know. I just yeah, Pac twelve. <laughs> yeah. Did we discuss the Jimbo thing a little bit? What you mean? I kind of, I, th- I think we we talked about Jimbo for a little bit, but then we kind of moved on to Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. And we never really kind of discussed that job. Oh yeah, no, it. no. Go ahead. Yeah, so you know, A and M fired Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, you know, is go buy a yacht or something, go party with Ed Ogeron, and and at the floor, Bama. That was a, a tweet I saw. I was like, go pick, you know, go pick up some chicks. I don't know. Either he's married and probably happy, but. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so A and M, you know, has to make a a big decision, a big coaching change. Probably will have a new coach by Monday, next Monday, I expect. It's kind of like what happened with Brian Kelly. They beat LSU, beats A and M Saturday, and then hires Brian Kelly Monday. Yeah. So, some of the names I'm looking for A and M. There's two names I really have in mind. Um. Jeff Trailer. So Jeff Trailer is was the uh he's the head coach at Texas San Antonio. He's been there for three years, but from 2022, 2023, he has 12 or more wins. They got a chance to win their conference uh this week. You know, this week, three straight conference championships. But the guy was a high school coach in Texas. He coached at Texas for a little bit, went to Arkansas, coached there, and then got the UTSA job. So, I mean, it's not a Sexy hire, but it's a guy that knows how to recruit that state. Yep, and he's he's had enough success at a small school to where hey maybe 
you know, why we need to go to a big school and go hire a big coach. Why don't we go hire a coach from a small school, not have to pay him much, and then uh, he can hire, you know, whoever he wants as a staff and everything. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the interviews, Matthew, but anytime somebody asks Jeff Trailer whether or not he's yeah. been interviewed by Texas A&M or if he's considering the position, he seems to be completely deflecting <laughs> because – it sounds like he's obviously interviewed for the position, and no, he he's interviewed. He interviewed yeah. for the job already because people are asking him, and he's like, "We play on Friday at three thirty. That's what we're worried about right now." Like Bill Belichicking it, basically, like we're on to Cincinnati, coach speak, and not like addressing the first time it came up. He was like, "Well, you know, we have a successful program, so I'm not going anywhere," and that's why the rumors oh, start. And then oh, he's probably going somewhere. Right, exactly. Like now today I saw an interview that was like he didn't look great. So anyway, who's your second um Uh well I mean uh second choice for me is probably uh, is Mike Kelly? Elko. Oh Mike Elko, okay. I'll I'll get to that in a second, actually. <laughs> uh so Mike Elko's uh the he's the uh <clears throat> head coach of Duke. Yep. He's my he pick defensive coordinator. Too. I think it's gonna be he's him. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but but that's the thing. It's like it's like everybody already like knows who the pick's gonna be, and then all of a sudden doesn't happen, and then it's yeah. a pick. It's like it's like LSU. That's we true. all thought Lincoln Riley. We all thought Lane yeah. Kiffin, and it wasn't either of those guys. It was Brian Kelly. I, I go ahead and explain who Mike Elko is for people who don't. I interrupted you, and I'm I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead and go okay. ahead and ex- so Mike El- Mike Elko was a defensive coordinator for Wake Forest for a couple of years. He left that job and worked for Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Yeah. So Notre Dame had a really bad defensive coordinator, Brian Van Gorder. Brian Kelly fired him, which is the only fire he's made on that side of the ball at Notre Dame. But uh, yeah, he hired Mike Elko, Elko coach for one season there. Followed, then went to A and M to join Jimbo. Bingo. Had some pretty- ding 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 ding. That's why I think he's going back. You think he's gonna go back for that? Because he's well, coached I mean, at A and M before. Yeah, of course, and, t- him I mean, being tied to Jimbo might not be a great. But anyway, what was what was yeah, the rest but, of his history? But he's but yeah, he's a young coach. He's he's not a young coach, but he's a you know he's I think he's there with NIL. He understands, you know, he may not understand how to recruit the state of Texas, but he's been a strong recruiter. It's just getting that state. It's, it's it's tough. But when you got a lot of when you got a huge financial backing and people telling you, hey, look, coach, we support <laughs> you. Yeah. We'll give you whatever <laughs> you need. You you want to you want a uh, you want to. You want a ranch? We'll give you a ranch. Yeah, we'll go dude. shoot a buck. We'll shoot you a buck. <laughs> yeah, buck man. Shoot. shoot, I got ten bucks. You can shoot. Yeah, man. I got ten bucks. Yeah. You you want some barbecue? We'll, we'll, you can. We'll got let you own a every day. Or every day we got barbecue coming to you. Yeah, barbecue coming. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, those are two choices. But the salt, but the curveball. What if Brian Kelly? <laughs> Leaves LSU. Galaxy brain idea right here. Goes to Texas A&M. Yeah. Now, tired Mike Elko, wired Brian Kelly, leaving yeah. LSU after year two to go. That would be wild. But but I also think it wouldn't. It really wouldn't make much of a difference. I mean, it's still it's still going to be competitive. It's still going to be. It's still you're you're still in the same division as LSU. So you're gonna you're gonna have to go back to LSU and. You're not going to get a good reception over there, but it's like I mean they could they could just give him like a five year five year one hundred twenty million dollar deal and say take it. Yeah, 
I mean, like A and M could get anybody, anybody that they want. They can yeah. get anybody. Aside uh, from Saban, I think anybody else. I think Ryan Day would go there. I think Dabo would go there. I think Lane Kiffin would go. Like, aside from Nick Saban, I think Brian Kelly wouldn't just because of here. Here's here's my theory about Brian Kelly not going there. Is Louisiana is the only flagship like school in our state. A and M has Texas coming over to the SEC, so that's gonna be t- that's gonna be tough for them to recruit against. I think that's yeah. why BK would stay, and because he's made a commitment to the school and money, yada yada yada. But still, like, I think A and M would be able to get anybody that they wanted to, aside from Nick Saban. Maybe Kirby Smart, because Kirby's built. They, so they, much they could get they could get Saban. I mean, shit, Saban's he's got what I think five years left in his contract at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, he'll have he four after this season probably. Yeah, Dabo Dabo would be funny. That would be Dabo hilarious. Would be like, yeah, I would, yeah, I would love that. He'd to be perfect. Just... He would be the way he's led the cult of Clemson. And this isn't, yeah, like this isn't an original take. A lot of people have been saying this. This, like, I'm sure this is, you know, but the way he can lead a cult at Clemson, he would be perfect for Texas A&M, and he'd be like. I think he would use their money well too. Like he's such a good recruiter. Every player that has played for Dabo loves him, and he would just fit right into that culture of lunacy over there. But it's also like he's going. He's been. He's been at Clemson, where I mean, you're not battling anybody other than South Carolina and recruiting, right? You go in that. T- I mean, it, it to me, it's like hiring another Jimbo. Yeah, because like Jimbo was trying to get out of Florida State. And it just seemed like the best opportunity for him, for Scott Woodward to say, you know, I'm going to hire him. And now Woodward's at LSU. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, that, that, that's now, I, that's the reason why I think Brian Kelly is not going to leave. As long as Scott's in the building, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Now, you, you, I'm going to flip it a little bit. You could, what if Michigan opens up? It's back up north. It's a, it's a big job. Now, what's going to happen to them? I don't know. I I just I I totally believe that Harbaugh is going to the NFL. He's he's only coached like four games this year, like five. I mean six games I think. You know he's he's what, what's weird is he he's suspended. Like he can't coach in the game, but he can do practice everything. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, but I mean I, I can tell you players probably love playing for him. They have the free Harbaugh shirts, even though like they've already been punished, but they, they still accepted have free the punishment. They accepted. They said yes. That's the punishment we want. And they have <laughs> players and coaches saying, "Free Harbaugh." It's like sure, sure, what? Sure. what? Their 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 interim coach is like. I mean, he's like crying like Jim Harbaugh died or something. Yeah, like, I fucking love you, coach. I that fucking was, love you. That was bizarre. And yeah, like you guys. I don't know if they cheated or not, but you guys are being accused of cheating, and you're accepting the punishment. I saw a, yeah. a, a take on that that was like. Because they accepted the punishment from the Big Ten, they can't accept like they can't be punished by the NCAA yet. Because yeah. it's like, oh, we already accepted our punishment. You have to wait to punish us again. And so the NCAA, like it's going to be a less of a sentence now if they just impose their own thing. So, um, I mean, dude, can can you imagine the SEC? Going on a getting on a plane in Tuscaloosa and telling Nick Saban, "Hey, you need to get off the plane." Yeah, he's gonna That's have them by crazy. their throats, like, yeah, you know, 
go off or anything like that. Well, the, just, thing I mean, is, I'm just... the thing is, too, everybody is doing this. There's probably every single team in the SEC is doing what Michigan did. They're just all like, okay, everybody be chill. We're all doing it. Everybody be cool, and we're going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's an agreement that we're the best in the country, and, like, it's a gentleman's agreement, basically. Whereas yeah. Ohio State is starting all this BS about Michigan because they can't beat them. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's just crazy. I mean, it would dude, never happen in the SEC. <laughs> if if Ohio State loses this weekend, like, if they lose to Michigan without Harbaugh, do they fire Ryan Day? That is a good question, man. That is because such it's a good like, question. I mean, both teams are undefeated, but it's like both of them are playing the, the toughest game of the season. Yeah. Because they don't play anybody. Right. And, you know, if Ryan Day can't beat them three years in a row, I mean, look, I, I look, you have to keep, you have to think about it. They lose to Michigan. They play Georgia in the, in the semifinal game. That kicker makes that field goal. Ohio State wins the national championship last when would be national champs. Yeah. Ryan Day would Ryan Day would probably still be on the hot seat regardless. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say. The amount of resources Ohio State has and the amount of prestige around that program, they yeah. should expect a national championship and I don't think Ryan Day is the coach to get them there. And I think that's really what it's going to come down to for their like boosters and AD like Ohio State should I mean, be in the national championship on like at least every once every five to ten years, and they haven't done that since what? Uh, they haven't been since twenty twenty. Yeah, they played. They played. They got smoked by Alabama. But right, the, you know the thing about the thing about Ohio State is, and I listened to a podcast. So like Ohio State's one of those teams where they can just they can go into a, a defensive coordinator's. They like they went to the uh, the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator's office. Uh, Jim Knowles in 2021 basically gave him a contract said get on the plane if you're coming to Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. And that's you got to realize LSU has that same power too. Like LSU is a brand in college football to where they can walk into you know they can walk into a coach's office an elite coach's office hey come on the plane come to LSU yeah. you got your contract everything. Yeah. Like and that's that's what I hope we do you know if, if Matt and I know we're going circles, but if Matt House gets, you know, canned, I expect to go get the best defensive coordinator in college football. Yeah. You know, yep. we can do that. We're LSU. We can definitely, we haven't done that. You know, we haven't done that yet. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't care about all this guy coach with this guy. I, I care about who's the best DC in college football, period. Yeah. Get that guy. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, Go ahead. It, 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 but, but I think we can, I'm going in circles again. But yeah, no, but no. It, it, it'd be funny to see Dabo. Just I mean, I can see Dabo walking in like, well, everybody, I can tell you what it's it's great to be here, Texas a and I mean, I love the 12th man. I love the yellow <laughs> yeah, leaders, and I'm gonna yeah. I'll be up there yelling when it comes to nil. Hey, you know what? This is God's. Team. Well, I don't know. That's too religious. Nope. No. <laughs> what is you the know, Lord's Jesus's name, gonna, image and like in the name image and God's image name? And, yeah, God's yeah. name, image and likeness. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I respect Dabo's faith, but that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Great save there, Matt. Um, anything else for college? I think once the uh, playoffs are kind of settled, we'll do a whole. Like, I want to do a whole episode just on the college football playoff. So we'll do that as the 
as it gets closer because it's it'll get closer here soon. Um, NFL, the Saints suck. Yeah, Saints just suck. I mean, playing, did they did they did they play this week? Oh, they had a bye week. Yeah, they're playing uh, the Falcons on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? So, yeah. Who's playing all the way? So, yep. how many games are there on Thanksgiving? There's usually I know the Lions and the Cowboys always play. Oh wait, like, they always mind. have. To, never mind, they're playing on next Sunday. You're right. They had a bye week. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Yeah, they had a bye. They're playing the Falcons on Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um. Yeah, hopefully they win. We lost to a Vikings team that had a quarterback that wasn't on the team two weeks like prior. Um. And it's just everything that I've seen online too, like on Twitter, I saw this chart of offensive creativity as far as like motions and shifts and stuff. And Pete Pete Carmichael was far and away the least creative offensive coordinator. And at this point, I don't even know that he's trying anymore, Matthew. Like he might just be like, I'm fired anyway. Who cares? I'm done. You know what I mean? Um, no, I think he cares. He just doesn't realize he's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that maybe that, that I, might I, be I, it too. I don't know. There was a a news thing today also, um, and a lot of people were commenting how, like, the Saints are trying to keep things consistent, which makes sense. You know, like you have teams like the Steelers and the Ravens who have had the same head coach for decades, or not maybe not decades, but a long time, and I feel like. Dennis Allen is the worst head coach, like far and away the worst head coach in the NFL right now, as far as record wise, overall record. And like one of the, maybe I think seventh worst record as head coach of all time. So it's like, why are you trying to keep the consistency when it's this bad one and two, I don't think Dennis Allen has earned consistency yet. If you had Sean Payton, we had Sean Payton and we were riding the storm out. I would say, keep Sean Payton. He got us to multiple NFC championships. He got us, won us our super bowl and it just takes time. But Dennis Allen has not earned that to me. And it's like, why are we never, he never has what, what, why are we staying consistent when the only kind of consistent part of this team is that we're terrible? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> like, yeah. this personnel, and I've been saying it all year, this personnel is too good to be this bad. When you have Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, a healthy Michael Thomas, uh, Jamal Williams, Jameis Winston, and Derek Carr, and you can't do any, uh, Taysom Hill, and yeah. zero creativity, like, we have too much athleticism to be this bad on offense, and that's it's like LSU's defense. Like there, yeah. there's no creativity. I I'm mean, a, Derek Carr sucks. Yeah, and like you know, I'm not a Jameis believer at all. I mean, but I mean, I'm like, look, you know, play him. He's better. But right now, I mean, he's not. He's not worse than Carr. I play him. I thought Carr would uh, be good, and then I saw a tweet today or the other day that was talking about how Derek Carr, the Raiders let him go and didn't trade him. Like they just let him go and yeah like let him go to free agency and he just signed with the same like they didn't even try to get any <laughs> anything for him, like basically. offers or anything now yeah. was that was that josh out was that josh mcdaniels that made that trade that's true well yeah. they made that decision i mean i don't know yeah i mean I don't yeah, know he just, that that's also true you gotta look at where you know he what was. 
You know what but, pissed me off about the the hiring Dennis Allen? To keep the culture together. Like yeah. it's fucking stupid, man. You don't win like that. You don't win that way anymore. Yeah. If when it, when it, when a great coach leaves, you got to replace him with another great coach. Yeah. Dennis Allen is not a great coach. Dennis Allen was only brought in oh just to keep the keep the band together. Keep <laughs> What has that done? Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. No, I feel I like a broken record. Anymore. So, um, we don't have to talk about the Saints anymore. Joe Burrow out for the season. Brutal. Devastating. Brutal. Brutal. I think it's a UCL, something in his wrist. Um, happened two weeks ago, and then he tried to play with it, and he couldn't throw the ball this week, and he has to have surgery. So, um, took it like a champ, obviously, and he said this team is going to continue to win games, yada, yada, yada. I think the Bengals are toast because they lost too many games at the beginning of the season, and um, he's not 100%. And obviously we'll talk about it during the offseason. It's, it's, we're at an hour already, so I don't want to get it too far into uh, Joe Burrow's legacy as a Bengal, <laughs> but um, it sucks that he's been hurt so much with such a good team. And the only thing I'll say is the last time he got injured out for the season was right before they went to the Super Bowl in what was it, twenty twenty he got towards ACL. Very next year they went to the Super Bowl. So if that's a indicative of anything, they might he might come back and take him to another Super Bowl. But we'll Drop, see. Just <laughs> just draft Malik neighbors. Yeah. Drive Malik Neighbors. So if, if if I, mean, I think you're still going to have Jamal regardless of next year, um, but shit, draft another wide receiver. Get two yeah. LSU wide receivers. Yep, it'd be uh, funny. Anything else for NFL? I don't have much, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't got anything. Uh, Broncos are kind of on a tear right now. Yeah, no, they beat the Chiefs, um, and then one beat the Chiefs, beat uh, beat the Bills. Yeah. Uh, Bills fired their offensive coordinator Sean McDermott. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no their no, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Yeah, Ken Dorsey. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if that was more of Ken Dorsey. I feel like that was more of just Josh Allen just sucking. Yeah, I, he I mean, has had such an interesting decline. Like he was so. It seemed like he was so good, and now it's. But he, he was never elite. He was never yeah. elite. Dude, that is not. He can't win. He never won. Like he hasn't won a significant playoff game or anything. Yeah, I you mean know, they made it to the, the playoffs every year. They made it to the I mean, AFC every, Championship game, I think, huh? No, they didn't. They lost to the uh, they lost the Chiefs, Chiefs in twenty twenty one. Gotcha. It was the, like the greatest game? And that's when like everyone was all like Josh Allen. He's ready to play in this league, and he just he just hasn't. Yeah, that's when they didn't. The Chiefs got the ball in overtime and then scored, and that was the end. That's when the game everybody was like, "We need to change the overtime rules so both teams get yeah. the ball or whatever." But uh, right, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, and then and then, and then the next and then the next week, uh, they played the Bengals and the Chiefs won the toss. We're all just like, "Fuck, <laughs> it's over!" Yeah. And then yeah. Mahomes throws an interception. Dude, was it Apple that he threw that pick? I don't, I don't remember who he threw uh, it to. Yeah. But yeah, one thing, one thing to tie this all together: NFLSU. Joe Brady is now the offensive coordinator for the Bills. So, look at that. Joe Brady at the Bills. Matt Canada at the Steelers. <laughs> Great things I mean, happening uh, for former NFL, former LSU coordinators. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, what else was I gonna say? Yeah, that's pretty much um, 
it, I think once college football ends, we'll kind of focus more up on the big picture for the NFL. Um, sorry for all you NFL heads out there that come to secondhand sports for NFL coverage. We are mainly college football right now. So yeah, we're just, um, we're, we're watching the saints and you know, we're not liking know. what we're seeing. Not like I haven't, I haven't liked it for the past two years and I've, 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 I've called for them to fire Dennis Allen. <laughs> yeah. He's just, you know, look, you can say he was a great defensive coordinator, but I mean, you had two coaches that you passed on, Dan Campbell, who was leading the eight and two Detroit Lions uh to best, the best, best season in years. Yeah, since the JFK administration, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Lot, yeah. Yeah, Lions, JFK I mean, was president the last time their record was this good. That is I mean, unbelievable. Dude, Dudes intense like Sean Payton. I mean, I I wish that they would have hired that guy. Another coach you could I mean, uh Doug Peterson, Louisiana native. I mean, great offensive guy. Um Dennis Allen just a little weasel. That's all yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Um Moving along, the McNeese State Cowboys or were before yesterday, I think. Huh? Didn't they lose yesterday? Saturday Saturday. 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 They were four and oh for the first time, 5-0 and for the first time since the Nixon administration. Um, that is unbelievable, Matthew, that it took that 50 long. 50 years. Yeah, and I told, we were at that game, the one where they kind of capped that off um, against the Letourneau Yellow Jackets. Like, who are we playing for the last 50 years? Were we scheduling Duke in the first? Like, how did it take that long to be 4-0 and in basketball when you're playing teams like, what was one of that something like Bible athletes? College of, the, the College of Biblical Studies? Yeah. That was the second game of the year. Yeah. You beat them 96-55. to 55. Yeah. Like, and you beat a champion, yeah, champion Christian. Yeah, champion Christian 110-46. I was just like, oh damn, we got a team this year, man. <laughs> yeah. We got a you, you know, you saw LSU lose to LSU. He's like, I'm, I forgot if LSU. I, crap. What? I don't know if LSU won yesterday. Uh, speaking of LSU, uh, Angel Reese has been suspended today. I don't know if you want to talk about no, that. No, no, no. No. She was suspended the last game, too. So Kim Mulkey was asked about her suspension, and Mulkey said, look, Angel's still part of the team. She's on our team, and that's all she really said. Yeah. Which I mean, it was kind of strange, but it's like so. Supposedly, it was like Falaje Johnson's mom and Angel Reese's mom getting in some argument on Twitter, and like she said, like supposedly Angel Reese has a really bad GPA, and mm. um, you know that's why she's not playing. So I, I don't know. It could also be if you think about this, you know she she's been receiving after beating a uh, Iowa in this national title game, just getting all these endorsement deals, getting a ton of endorsement deals, which is good. I mean, she's making money, making some money and everything. But it's like, do you think Kim Mulkey is benching her because it's all about the I instead of, instead of the team? Think about that. Maybe what so. do you think, Bert? I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. 
I think it's a possibility. Um, obviously, we've seen her on commercials on national television, and the the lights have been brighter. But yeah, I honestly don't know enough about Angel Reese. She tweeted something like, "Please don't believe what you read." And I'm sure so much at this point, so much has been written about the situation um, that it's hard to speculate. One thing I'll yeah. say. I just Googled LSU basketball and the women's team results started coming up before the men's team. And that just shows you how bad, like the women's team is seventh in the country, ranked seventh in the country. The LSU team is 12th in the SEC. The, the men's team. I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean that, that's just, that's just because of, you know, with the NCAA, the ruling and effect, everything has had, on LSU. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that guy that can't play. Oh Jay, yeah, Jalen. Well, just for the past, the whole Will Wade era, like you know, screwed not like just penalized, and then they finally get punished, and Will Wade gets fired, and you hire Matt McMahon, and he comes in the building with nobody in the building. He has to go re-recruit everybody, and you know, Jalen Cook, you know, a guy that could get you twenty-two points a game, is out for the season. Why? You know, just because he transferred from LSU to Tulane and then back to LSU. I mean, go look at JT Daniels. How many schools has he transferred from? Yeah, really? <laughs> Georgia, West Virginia, Rice. You kidding me? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yep. No, I no, mean, at, at this point, I'll do it. If I was a, and maybe it's unprofessional, but if I was a college football coach and coached a long time, and the NCAA told me I can't play a player because, oh, well, we have to look at his eligibility to look at his, his, uh, you know, he transferred from this school. I'd play him. I'd say, fuck you. I'm playing. I'm playing my guy. You want to come after me? Come after me. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm 40. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of the LSU women's team, we're beating Texas Southern Tigers 80 to 29 right now. So. Uh, to answer your question from earlier, Matthew, LSU men's basketball did win. They beat Wake Forest yesterday, so okay, we're four and two, two now. So, Not terrible. Oh, but, four and two. Yeah, um, we lost a we lost a Nickel State like our second yeah. game. That's Not when Man had a, That was the most intense I've ever seen him. He was banging the uh, table, everything. Like, yeah, I like I like that, but uh, man, that tough loss. Uh, it's gonna be funny watching Will Wade up close as far as like freaking out and stuff, you know, after his suspension, we haven't seen him yet. Cause he's still, st- still suspended. But, um, I think we've both seen him around town though. Like just, in oh, general, I've seen, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is funny to see your head coach like around, but yeah, just, just a local now, local Lake yeah. Charles local. Um, Anything else for college basketball? As the season goes forward, we're definitely going to cover that more just because it's fun and uh, big. Also, I don't know if we talked about it in the last podcast, but AFL is back in Lake Charles. Um, the oh, Lake yeah. Lake Charles Voodoo, or Louisiana Voodoo, um, is starting up for um, – the AFL season, which is in the spring, I think it starts in April and it goes through June or July. So a little spring football action. Um, that'll be fun, you know, something new. The XFL was fun. So, and the Swashbucklers throwback 
TBT to the Swashbucklers. Yeah. Those, the, those are fun games. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't... Is it going to last? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really have no idea if it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to last. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully... It it does, but it, it, it probably I mean I don't know. Yeah. We just we I've seen the success over you're just you're watching a team just playing fifty, you know, twenty five yard, twenty five yard, fifty yard field. You know, I just remember the fucking hits. Yeah. Those those were fun. Like yeah. going to games as a kid was fun, but it's like it's you have like all being, these guys in Lake Charles. It's like being as close as we were for a college basketball game. It's like being that close for a football game. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. so close, and they're going so fast. Like, they're still pretty good athletes. My parents were talking about how, like, some of the players, though, like, you'd have former college players, and then you'd sometimes just have guys that were just big and worked in, like, Charles, like, at a law firm or something, you know? And a so, law firm. yeah, like, you would there just have guys off the street kind of trying, so... Back when it was the you know, I'm trying to remember the 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 best player to ever play for the Swashbucklers. I didn't I didn't go to as many games like, <laughs> yeah. growing well, up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, we we were so young. I mean, I, I think before we were were even ten, they left like Charles. So, yeah, I, actually, my my parents they they didn't like. I don't think my mom like mom didn't like going to games. I don't, I don't know yeah. why she just. She just didn't like it for some reason. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you can. I can guarantee you, this is a Lake Charles voodoo. I'm cuckoo for voodoo starting now. No, I think it's Louisiana voodoo. Yeah, Louisiana voodoo. Um, and we're gonna cover them heavily. <laughs> it would be awesome if we will. got like. We'll, it'd be cool if we got media passes over there. Media passes cover. <laughs> yeah. Go to all the voodoo games. Yeah, yeah. Sit so. sit in the Civic Center with a. They had a uh, schedule, yeah. the schedule know. released, schedule drop the other day. That was funny. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, hopefully it's successful. If, it, if it's successful, it's successful. If it's not, yeah, it's not. But we covered a lot. Um, I think the only thing left is NBA, but I'm, I, don't, yeah, I think. I don't really got, I've kind of. Yeah. Given. The season doesn't start in my mind until Christmas anyway, so I'm just we're just gonna wait on that <laughs> until That's later fine. down the road. So um other than that, anything else, Matthew? That was a good good episode. Covered a lot of stuff for sure. Uh yeah, not not too much. I did wanted to speak about uh Jordan Travis's injury. Oh yeah. So but I just I just kinda just saw the bottom line with the kind of rude I was gonna say. Uh so Jordan Travis, you know, being out for Florida State, I don't know if it hurts their playoff. I mean, I think it kind of affects your playoff chances. I think um, it hurts them, but hurts them. But you know, think about this: they're going into Florida, where Florida's, so you know, basically ULL right now. That's what Billy Napier's turning them into. But I mean, now I know their quarterback's not playing this week either. Graham Mertz. So I thought I thought at first you know hey Florida may like you know th- they need to win this game to go bowling I think I think they could still they just get one win they go they'll be in a bowl game so I mean I'm like shit I mean you could play you could play I mean you beat Florida State I mean it doesn't they're still in the playoff well they they got to beat Louisville 
because Louisville's a good team this year, just out yep. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good team. So, so I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm looking at that game and saying, wow, that's that could that could be different. But I mean, with without Graham Mertz, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's gonna. I think Florida State will win that game. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough Auburn. decision as far as like who's gonna make it into the playoff when that happens. It's tough because you have Oregon and Washington that are at five and six. And they seem like they might deserve a shot at it too, especially Oregon. And it's well, like, it, does it, the Washington, committee yeah, but, does the committee take into account that Jordan Travis is hurt, and so they're going to let a Pac-12 team in, even though it was the team that has that record and not Jordan Travis that has that record? It's very interesting. Yeah. And I do not envy the committee right now at all. Um, and it's just, as far as like him. It's just tragic, like such an unfair situation because he's led that team to one of the best seasons FSU has had in a long, long time, and now it just ends like just like that. It's I think that was their last, over, just their like last that, yeah. the last home game. I think his senior night too, like the last home game for retired, him. They retired Jameis's number. Yeah, so just a brutal. I mean, I feel so sorry for him. Um, I mean, he beat beat LSU twice, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, it just stinks that because he could have had a shot at the national championship, and yeah, that's not going to happen now. Yeah, so I don't know. Though. I mean, yeah, FSU. I think I think Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan would destroy FSU. So you know, who knows? Well, if, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about Michigan. That's the thing. I have no idea because Michigan. I mean, first of all. Is Harbaugh going to be coaching? Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Turn the mic off. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Does Harbaugh stay, or does he take an NFL job? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Ohio. Like, I mean, I think what? Well, if Oregon beats Washington, I don't think Washington gets in. I think Washington no. is the last team out. Yeah. But if yeah. But if or but if Washington beats Oregon, Washington's in. Yeah, they'll probably get the last spot. But um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, Georgia. Look, Georgia's the best team. Like Georgia's going to win three championships in a row. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. maybe they, they've, what they have done the past three years under Kirby Smart. I mean, we may not see that for a long time. Three yeah. champions. I, I, th- I think they're going to win three championships in a row. I don't think anybody can beat them. What's even Saban has been to multiple national championships consecutively, but what is truly incredible about what Kirby has done is the turnover of seniors. Like his first year after that first one, they had so many guys go to the NFL or graduate, and then he goes right back the second year with like almost a whole brand new roster. And so, um, yeah. To do that three times in a row with the turnover that they've had is in the era of NIL I mean, and transfer portal. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean all their all their defensive like their defense. I mean it just keeps it gets they lose one group. Yeah. One group comes Brock in, steps Bowers. in they lose, and and that's that's recruiting. That's yeah. just recruiting. I mean they've if you if you have top five classes, you're you're in contention for a national championship. Yeah, that's and they've done that consistently. I mean Bowers. They got a backup tight end that's, you know, that's as, yeah. gonna be better. I'm not saying I'm not saying to be better than Bowers, but he's yeah. a great player. Yeah. Um. You know, 
Carson Beck's he's getting playing a lot better. Um, but I think I think what the what what really helps uh, Kirby is that their offensive coordinator went to Georgia, Mike Bobo. He was a former quarterback, played offensive coordinator under uh, Mark Richt. Went to Colorado State, became their head coach, and it was the OC at other SEC schools. Now he's back at Georgia as the OC. Their defensive coordinator is Will Muschamp. Well, it's Glenn Schumann. Glenn Schumann, it's like so when Kirby went Kirby went to Alabama. No, when uh Saban went to Alabama, Kirby was his top assistant. At Georgia, Kirby's the dog at Al- at Georgia, and Glenn Schumann, the defensive coordinator, is his top assistant. That's a guy that got offered the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator job last year. Basically to go back and coach all those players he coached at Georgia and yeah. turned it down. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But that's I think Schumann would be, I mean, I don't think LSU could get Glenn Schumann, but I mean, that'd be a yeah, yeah. huge high right there. Yeah. Schumann may Schumann may be in line for a head coaching job now. Yeah. Which I th- I think that's I think he's staying to 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 get a head coach. I mean, he, he could be taking Saban's job. Yeah, or Mississippi State. That. I could see him going he, he to Mississippi went, State. He's not going to Mississippi State. Okay. Glenn Glenn Schumann, to me, he's going for. He went to Alabama. He coached. Yeah. He coached with Nick Saban at Alabama, like as a grad assistant, and he followed Kirby to Georgia, yeah. and was the well, he was he was he was the co defensive coordinator. Now he calls all the plays defensively. Will Muschamp's there, but Muschamp's not going anywhere. Will, Will Muschamp's going to stay at Georgia. He's done the head coaching thing. He realizes it's not going to work out, so he's going to stay there. Um. Yeah, but anyway, Georgia just got a, they got yeah, a great staff. Georgia is of, incredible. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anything else for the playoff? No, not much. Like I said, as we get closer, because the teams will probably be settled in the next two weeks. So. Um. All right. Well. Thank you all for listening once again. Uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys, and we will see y'all next time. Go Tigers.